Hello, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Shadeen. If you're not new here, thank you for coming back. Um, I hope your past week has been amazing. And if it wasn't, then I hope that this coming week will be a lot better. This is the week before Halloween, so hopefully that'll give you something to look forward to. Hopefully you have something planned. And if not, make plans, do something fun, carve a pumpkin, whatever you want to do, do it. Um, You know, I like telling you guys about my week because at this point, this podcast is like therapy and I'm not going to stop now. So this past week, I carved some pumpkins with the people whom I love most. People whom I love most. I don't know if that's correct, but I hope you understand my point. Um, I also found some new music and some new sustainable brands to look through. That was really cool. They're in that link I posted in the episode bio and the Instagram bio. Check them out if you want. Um, Besides the pumpkins and finding new music and brands, whatever, I was also pretty grumpy and just not fun to be around at some points during the week. And the reason that I was for a lot of reasons, but the biggest one was because I just was not feeling confident. I was not feeling myself this past week, and you know, that's okay. We have those weeks. And that brings us to today's episode topic, where we're going to be talking about confidence. And yeah, it might be kind of a weird topic because it's not like fashion or skincare or diet and exercise yet, but I feel as though confidence is the most important factor in becoming the best version of yourself. That girl is confident in her abilities, her style choices, her skin, and in most aspects of her life. You can do whatever you want, you can wear whatever you please, and look however you like. Everyone might think that you have it together and you're completely secure, which might have been your goal, but screw what everyone else thinks. In order to be the most successful, happiest, and most put-together version of yourself, You got to be confident and find an inner peace within yourself. There are a bunch of tips and tricks to boost your confidence, your sense of security, and your overall general love for yourself. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to share 10 tricks that I find to be really helpful for me to use when I'm not feeling my best or to work on my long-term confidence. To be confident means to be certain and trustful of your own skills and capabilities, but Not in a self-righteous or arrogant way. You're very modest with it because you don't need to prove it to anybody else. And we can all agree that that's a pretty universal definition. But for me, when I'm adding on to it, I feel like being confident means that you're able to carry your head high and walk with an elegance right past the people and obstacles that try to stand in the way between you and your goals. These people or obstacles may be previous friendships or current friendships. Maybe some relationships, coworkers, peers, things of that sort. But that also may be yourself. The lesser version of yourself in your mind might be the biggest obstacle in your life. It could be a version that's constantly ridiculing you and tearing you down. Maybe telling you that you're not pretty enough or good enough or strong enough to do what your heart is asking of you. To be confident is to nurture yourself and build yourself up through love and honesty. So self-love is pretty, pretty directly correlated with confidence. That girl we default to in our mind, she has her life in order. She's organized and efficient in her day-to-day tasks. But most of all, she's confident. She pursues paths in her life to benefit herself as well as the people around her. But in order to do that and get anything done, she has to believe that she's capable of doing so. But also, everyone has moments of insecurity. It's totally natural. You know, moments where you have this opportunity to do something, whether it's big or small... 
and you find that you're just not able to push yourself to complete them out of the fear of failure. I get those feelings a lot, like we all do, but I don't get them nearly as often as I used to or for as long as I used to. Now when I'm feeling not the best, I'm able to take a step back and realize, hey, the reason I'm acting out or the reason I'm not performing my best is because I'm not confident in my own skin or my abilities. And in today's world, it's really not that hard to feel insecure or lack confidence. Women's body types are just trends now going in and out of fashion. One day you might love your curves because the world says it's okay to, but the next day you might not because being thin is trending again. But it's the 21st century and varieties and skin tones are just now becoming glorified and women in seats of power are just recently becoming popular after years of society telling us no. The world is constantly giving us reasons to feel insecure and anything but confident in ourselves. But you have to tell the world to shut up and work on being the only person whose opinion carries any weight to you. So if you look up tricks and tips to be confident, you might see things like believe in yourself, trust your instincts, be nice to yourself, things like that. And it's easier said than done. If someone were to say that to me, I think, what does that even mean? Be nice to yourself? How? Or what does believe myself even mean? Some tips, while very effective for some people, aren't always accessible to everyone else, like talking to a therapist or a psychiatrist. So I'm going to list off just 10 tricks that I've personally been using to boost both my long-term self-confidence and short-term. And these can be done by pretty much anyone at any time. Use one, use them all, use none, it's up to you. The biggest thing that I found that must be done in order to even start your confidence journey is being really self-aware and taking time just for you. So keep in mind that you should always consider making time for yourself and to be a little bit selfish. So the first tip is to understand and appreciate how much you're able to accomplish without even trying. Sometimes I find it really beneficial and grounding to look at myself from an outside point of view. So for this, we really need to take a step back and look inwards, literally. Think about you in this very moment. You're obviously breathing, your blood is circulating throughout your body, and it's feeding your heart, your brain, your lungs, your skin, every organ of yours. You're able to metabolize food, no matter how fast or slow. You can feed your body to perform basic bodily functions that may seem small, but those are what are keeping you alive. Your muscles are able to work in sync with your brain and your nerves, allowing you to smile, frown, laugh, cry, and convey any emotions you might be feeling if you just give yourself permission to do so. Your brain is able to process a situation and convey signals to the rest of your body to react. Your body does so much for you every nanosecond of the day. She's your biggest supporter. No matter who's coming in or leaving your life, your body will always be there for you and fighting for you. And I feel as though this is something that really must be addressed, but if you're dealing with a serious medical condition like cancer or an autoimmune disease, that's not your body giving up on you or betraying you. Your body's confused, but it does have your best interests at heart, and it's trying your best to protect you. And say you lose the ability to sense something, whether you don't have the sight to see or the ability to hear or the nerves to physically touch things. Yeah, you might get down on yourself, but think about how your body's overcome those obstacles and heightened its other senses or adapted to better suit you to this obstacle. Your body knows just how important you are, and it does its best to keep you alive to do things you're meant to be doing. If you feel like you're not good enough, talented enough, or, or just enough, 
Think about how much your body cares for you and think about what it's doing for you just to push you to reach your potential. Yeah, that might be a bit corny, but we take it for granted. You know, you you are your own biggest fan and your biggest supporter, not just on a mental level, but physically. Your body is always there for you no matter what. So if you feel like the world's against you, if nothing's going your way, and if you just feel alone, you have someone there. My second tip is to become your own therapist, but I'm not saying that you should totally avoid therapy. I think that if you have access to therapy, definitely go, even if you don't think you need it. I believe that everyone should go to therapy at least once in their life just to gain a new perspective that they might have been blind to. But for this situation, sometimes you just, you need to sit down and be real with yourself. When I'm not feeling confident, other feelings typically follow, like anxiety, loneliness, confusion, sadness, things like that. Just not good feelings. And occasionally when those feelings show up, everything just gets really cloudy and muddled together and I can't really tell what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling like that. So that's when you need to become a therapist for yourself. Take a minute wherever you are to be alone and raw with yourself. If you can, treat it like an actual therapy session where you're in a setting that you feel comfortable in and make a whole event out of it. I mean, you are worth putting this much effort into yourself. So I'm talking low lights, the time of day you feel most creative. Maybe have a cup of tea or coffee and be in silence or listen to some calming music or sad music, whatever music gets the emotions out of you. Or maybe drive while the sun rises or sets, things like that, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But if you're not able to do that, then put yourself into the headspace that you need and take some deep, purposeful breaths and get in a comfortable position. Then play therapist in your mind. Dig down deep and find the sources of your low self-esteem or lack of confidence. Is it a long-term issue like family or childhood trauma? Are you unhappy with your body or your appearance? Maybe you're frustrated with your living situation or maybe the place you're at in life. But what if it's maybe a short-term problem, like an in-the-moment issue like a failed test, a lost job opportunity, or maybe a recent rejection? Once you're able to be honest with yourself regarding the sources of your insecurity, you're able to work with yourself to overcome it. So discuss with yourself, whether it's in your mind, out loud, or on paper, Just discuss with yourself how the root of your confidence issues are making you feel and impacting your life. Don't hold back and don't lie to yourself. The only person you'd be shortchanging or cheating is you. Get it all out. I mean, everything. Cry if you need to. It feels good. I would know. And understand your feelings. Really bathe in them. And then once you're done doing that, appreciate the fact that you have the ability to feel them. Then think of ways to be proactive. So the third tip sounds kind of weird, but it sounds weird without context, okay? So the third tip is to treat yourself like a science experiment. I know it sounds kind of gross, but it's it's not, okay? This one kind of continues off of the be your own therapist. Now that you've gone to your favorite therapist, you found the root of your insecurity, and you've created some ways to approach and conquer, it's time to implement Have you ever noticed how important science experiments are and just how carefully and precisely the execution must be? That's how you're going to treat yourself. You're going to treat yourself like something as precious as a science experiment where your goal is to further up a knowledge of yourself through monitoring. When you change something in your life to try and overcome your challenges, you've got to continue to document the progress and your feelings on your journey. 
figure out what works and what doesn't, and change some variables while keeping some things constant. Does a routine work for you, or do you need to be more spontaneous? For me, I know that routine is a necessity. I thought that I could be really spontaneous, but when I don't have a routine and I don't have things planned out, I'm not the most productive throughout the day. And when I'm not productive, I just, I get down on myself and I don't feel my best. I don't feel confident in my abilities because I didn't give myself the chance to succeed and to prove to myself, no, you can do this. You just, you need structure, kid. That's what I'm saying. So document what activities you do some days and see if you do anything different. See how your mood and confidence were impacted with these activities and try to find a correlation between those and confidence. Maybe keep a journal, a chart, voice memos, videos, a vlog, whatever. Just record your progress. I know that bullet journals are really big and they should be because they have mood trackers, they have how much water you drink in a day trackers, food trackers. Well, food trackers aren't very good. I mean, see if you eat three meals a day. That's what I'm trying to say. Because when you don't eat enough, you get grumpy. At least I do. So once you've collected enough data about yourself, go back and review it. Yeah, it sounds kind of overwhelming and like this is all a lot of work, maybe even self-absorbed, but it's okay to be selfish sometimes. When you start paying this much attention to yourself and living your life for your own well-being, you're able to be a better friend, a better family member, a better peer, whatever. So by being selfish, you're able to become selfless. The fourth tip is to stop comparing yourself to anybody else. And this is one that is definitely easier said than done. And it's something you've definitely heard before, but it's so, so important. And I know it takes much longer to fully implement into your life than a bunch of these other tips, but trust me, it's so important. Growing up for me, I had always compared myself to others. I had to be the prettiest, the most stylish, the most athletic, the smartest, the most creative, whatever. But, you know, I couldn't. That's just not me. I let other people set these incredibly high standards for myself, and they were just unrealistic. So I was just setting myself up for failure. But I was young, and I just wanted to be liked and admired. I know that's not crazy for me to say, because I guarantee that almost all of you have been there before. And because I was trying to reach these stupid, stupid standards that I had let myself set based on what worked for others... I was never achieving them, and because I kept failing over and over again without understanding why, my confidence was just eroding over time. It it took me years for me to realize what works for someone else doesn't have to work for me. Someone might have gotten a better grade on an exam than me in school, or had a flatter stomach, or won more art awards, whatever. But just because they succeeded in one way doesn't mean that it's a reflection on my own achievements and abilities. Just because someone scores better than me doesn't mean that I'm dumb. And just because someone has a flat stomach doesn't mean I'm unhealthy or out of shape. And just because someone has their art and their talent recognized doesn't mean that I'm not talented. The jealousy and insecurity that that built up inside of me wasn't the fault of others. It was the fault of how I was letting their achievements blind me from my own. I was so busy comparing myself to the accomplishments of others and other aspects of their life that I had failed to see my own accomplishments, my own worth. Everyone has different lives and different talents. Everyone has different body shapes and sizes. 
Everyone has different abilities and hobbies. No one is living under the same exact conditions with the same exact limitations or resources. We're all so different, so why are we wasting our time and energy wishing we were someone else when we're perfectly talented and capable in our own lives and ways? And adding on to that, regarding more so comparing physical appearance, remember how I said earlier body types go in and out of fashion? Where one day your body type might be sought after, the next it might be discarded. Are you really going to subject your body to the torment and pain of restriction and binging and all these horrible, horrible trends just to look a certain way to please a man or please a magazine that said you had to? We also forget that genetics are a thing. Your body shape and type could be completely out of your control. And sure, body shapes go in and out of fashion, but loving and taking care of the body that you, not anybody else, was gifted is always in style. Yes, that sounds corny, but am I wrong? The answer is no, so don't answer that. The fifth tip is something that is so important, and I'm really happy because it's becoming a trend, I feel like, is romanticize your life and realizing that life is so much shorter than you think. Live in the moment and celebrate the little accomplishments that you've achieved and fully enjoy small activities. Don't worry about what else is happening tomorrow, the next day, months, or years from now. Those uncertainties can cause insecurity, which in turn causes your confidence to waver over things that are just completely out of your control. By making bigger deals out of little feats, activities, or accomplishments, we can't help but feel more purposeful and accomplished and confident. Maybe you learned how to do a French braid. Celebrate! That's a new skill that not everyone can do. Maybe you got a B on your exam and you thought, oh shoot, I was going to get a hundred. That's okay, you passed and you did your best. And why are Bs a bad thing? That's still a really good grade. Maybe you finally cooked up a new recipe that you've been meaning to try for a while. Um, Enjoy every bite, you've earned it. Those accomplishments, no matter how small they may seem, they mean something and you deserve the recognition. You've worked hard for it, so yeah, be confident in yourself. You did that. If you lead a life that you're not happy in, you're not going to feel happy or secure very often. If possible, try to make a bigger deal of the little things and that'll give you a reason to be happy and feel good about what you do accomplish, no matter how big or small. An accomplishment is an accomplishment, no matter what. The sixth tip is to wear an outfit that makes you feel beautiful. It's not news, but being well-dressed makes us feel more confident. That's just a fact. So, If you're having a day where you just don't feel pretty, you don't feel stylish, whatever, throw on an outfit that you love and you're comfortable in to give you the quick boost you need. Wear that dress that makes you never want to stop staring at yourself when you're in it. Wear that jumpsuit that makes you feel like you can conquer not only the world, but the grocery store. It may not be a long-term solution, but sometimes all we need is a quick fix and then we're good to go. And, you know, say you don't want to go all out, but you still do need that quick boost. So try something small. This might be weird to say, but lingerie does work. Wearing matching sets makes you feel sexy in your own skin. And knowing that you're wearing that for yourself and no one else can see it can be kind of exciting. It's all for you and no one has the privilege of seeing that without your permission. You could also try an accessory like a new purse, a statement belt, or the shoes you've always wanted to wear in public but just could never find the right occasion. That occasion is now. Do it. Another one is jewelry. I don't know about you guys, but this is my biggest confidence booster when I'm going out in sweatpants. 
when I'm just wearing a sweatshirt and pants, I, I feel meh, nothing special and kind of embarrassing sometimes. But when I pair it with some jewelry, it's like an immediate boost. Almost like the sweat outfit was purposeful and I'm making a statement. I don't know. That's just, it works for me. And if you don't have an outfit that you feel confident in or a comfort piece of clothing or an accessory, save up and splurge on yourself. Get yourself a security piece. We all deserve that. They're very important. Trust me. So tip seven is one that's pretty difficult for some people, but it works for others, is to take a trip down memory lane. All too often when our confidence is just not where it should be, we get tunnel vision. We can't see the things that we've accomplished in the past. We can't see our own talents or anything good about ourselves. If you feel like, oh, shucks, I can't do anything right. Consider taking a moment to reflect on your past. I mean this by two ways. Reflect on your past accomplishments and your past mistakes. I know it's weird, but just wait for it. First, look back on your accomplishments. Just because things are rough and not going your way at the moment doesn't mean you're not talented or you're less than. I know for a fact you have past accomplishments that are always worth praise, no matter how far back they were. By looking back on those old memories, you can relive those feelings you have when you believed in yourself and how those feelings paid off. Also, if you look back on your mistakes, you'll see that, sure, they weren't good, but you've learned. You're wiser, you're smarter, and you're stronger than you were at that point in your life. You overcame a hardship, whether it was your own fault or out of your control, and that deserves recognition. You did that yourself. Not No one else did that. You did. So the eighth tip is to take on a new hobby. This one is definitely a favorite of mine because I found out things I'm good at, like art, and things I'm not so good at, like singing or anything musical. We tend to feel a boost of confidence when we complete tasks or pursue hobbies that we're good at and excel in. And our confidence tends to falter when we pursue things that we're not so good at and don't excel in, or if someone does it better than you. What I find to work for my long-term confidence is to expose myself to failure as a method to build up my resilience to failure over time, so my confidence won't waver whenever I mess up. I've been, and I still kind of am, the person where if I'm not good at something immediately, I would automatically assume that it's because of my own capabilities and I'm just not as talented as I had thought. However, I realized that I just, I can't keep going through life fearing trying new things because maybe I'm just not going to be good at it. I remember when I went snowboarding for the first time and I sucked at it. It was horrendous. I'm not kidding. I don't even want to talk about how bad I was. It was embarrassing. And that day I first went, I was so angry because I'm usually pretty, not pretty, I'm usually at least somewhat decent when trying new sports. And I was so angry at my friends that went with me because I wasn't as good as them, even though it's not their fault at all. And they've had more practice than I did. How was that their fault? Even so, they might have just been more coordinated than I was, whatever, which, you know, still is not their fault. That day, I definitely was not fun to be around, and looking back, I really regret how I acted. And I acted that way because I was so insecure and not confident in my own abilities. That's not an excuse to my behavior, it's just an explanation. In reality, no one expects you to be perfect when you try something new. That's the beauty of it. You keep trying and trying and practicing to get better. And that's a hard pill to swallow for a bunch of us. It was for me at least. The way I overcame this was by trying new hobbies and constantly exposing myself to failure. I tried long distance running. I hated it and I failed. 
But then I tried weightlifting and I loved it and I pursued it further. Uh, I, I tried violin, hated it, failed at it, and I stopped. That was it. Um, I tried sculpting and I loved it and I kept pursuing it. But at first I wasn't good at weightlifting. I would try to go to the gym at times of the day with little traffic so I could fail and learn in privacy. But because I enjoyed it, I kept trying and I got better, which built up my confidence. Same with sculpting. My first sculptures were pretty disturbing to look at, but I just kept practicing and I got better. These aren't life-changing hobbies that determine my career and my future. I was just pursuing safe risks. But by trying and failing or trying and succeeding, my confidence levels were able to stabilize and not change so drastically when I pursued career-based endeavors and when I failed those career-based endeavors. I just figured that, oh well, that's just not for me. I'll find something that I actually enjoy and I'll get good at that. The ninth tip is to practice hobbies that you're already good at. So we talked about trying new things, but what about the hobbies that you're already good at? If you found a thing or two that you love and you're good at it and you feel confident in your abilities when it comes down to it, keep going. If you're good at painting and feel confident, don't just stop because you think, oh, I'm already good at that. There's no point in continuing to practice. If you take a long break and come back to it and maybe you're a bit rusty, you might immediately think it's because you're not as talented as you once were, which is so wrong. You obviously need to brush off the dust when you fall off the horse before you get back on. But when you're already struggling with confidence, that might have just been a real big kick. Know what you're good at and keep pursuing. By focusing on things that you know you're good at, you can't help but feel secure and aware of your talents. It's like a constant reminder when you do something. Oh, I'm good at this, and when I'm doing it, I'm having good outcomes. That in itself should be a confidence boost. Number 10. The last but not least tip is... If times are really tough, consider taking a break. If you know me, you know that I've definitely mastered deleting and re-downloading social media apps. I find that sometimes I let social media be the source of my insecurity. The purpose of social media was to share our lives with our friends, family, and the world and be connected to each other no matter how far the distance really was. You know, that sounds great in theory, But a lot of the time, things on social media aren't real. Pictures are posed, they're edited, there aren't accurate depictions of who people are and how great their lives are. I mean, for me at least, I used to really have to put time and energy into setting up the perfect photo for Instagram, staging it, taking like 100 plus pics to get the perfect one, then adding endless filters to make it look artistic and beautiful. But that's not natural. Yes, it's scientifically proven that leading a beautiful life online can make you happier. But being on the receiving end and seeing someone lead a beautiful life can make yours feel inadequate. It's so, so easy to compare yourself and your life to someone else's on social media. But it's so difficult to tell yourself that's not real. Social media is just a stage and the users are actors. There are times where I can scroll through Instagram or YouTube, or Pinterest, or TikTok, or whatever platform, and not feel even the slightest bit of jealousy or insecurity. And that's typically when my confidence is at a high point. But then there are times where other external factors in my life are just causing my confidence to completely falter and waver and crumble, and social media isn't helping in the slightest. At those times, I just delete the apps to get a break away from the scrolling and the comparison. Yeah, social media can be fun, and sometimes it's not. And that's okay, that's just the world that we live in. 
it's also okay to acknowledge that maybe social media isn't the healthiest for you at that time and you might just need to take some time to focus on you and just you without comparison. And then when you're ready to rejoin, just redownload. There's no shame. You don't lose anything. But if you want to rejoin and you're not completely sure if you're 100% ready or well enough to jump right back into it, consider either redownloading one app at a time or permanently deleting some. Yeah, you might lose your friend count and following, but when you redownload the app, you can just refollow people. And if you don't get back the amount of people that you used to follow on there, consider the fact that you probably didn't really care about what they were posting or they didn't really care about what you were posting. Instagram also now has the ability to hide likes for both your pictures and the pictures that you view, which for me at least has definitely helped because whether we want to admit it or not, a lot of us tie like count with validation. So the gist of all these tips is that everyone gets insecure or down on themselves. It's human nature and it's totally normal. It's up to you to invest in yourself and realize that you are more than what you may think. Just because your confidence isn't where it should be, just because you don't succeed at something, just because you find someone that you might think is prettier than you when in reality they're just pretty in another way, that doesn't make you any less of a human, that doesn't make you any less worthy, any less accomplished, anything like that. We all have moments of insecurity, that's okay, we just gotta pick ourselves up and move on. I hope you guys found those 10 tips helpful, if you didn't, I'm sorry um there's plenty of tips out there talk to your friends your family members acquaintances peers whatever somebody knows what you're going through it's not very uncommon i think it's more uncommon to be 100 percent confident all the time so yeah that concludes the episode next weekend it's halloween so if you're going out have fun and stay safe if you're staying in get cozy and have a blast eat candy hot apple cider whatever you want and if you're handing out candy to children, please, please don't hand out Whoppers or root beer candies. I'm I'm speaking on the behalf of a traumatized child. Please don't. They're so gross. So I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please give us a good review on iTunes, please. And if not, once again, as always, the DMs are always open. Slide into my Instagram. Our Instagram is at so you want to be that girl. I really want to know what you think, any topics that you want to cover, questions, concerns, things like that. So yeah, just let me know. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in and have a happy Halloween. Bye.